A special thanks goes out to the folks at Anchor.fm for bringing you this podcast. Hello again, everyone. Today, for Thanksgiving, we look at someone who gives thanks by giving back. I'm Tom Zania, and this is Tom Read Your Story. Coming to you almost live, it's time once again for Tom Reads Your Story, the number one spoken word podcast on the web for audiobooks, social media posts, current events, and just plain whatever. So let's start the show. For the next half hour, I'll be your host. I'm voice actor and podcaster, Tom Zania. Jeff Corey made a name for himself in the 1940s as a character actor in films like Joan of Arc and The Killers. Everything changed in 1951 when he refused to name names and was promptly blacklisted. He embarked on a career as one of the industry's most revered acting instructors. His memoir, Improvising Out Loud, My Life Teaching Hollywood How to Act, written by Jeff Corey with his daughter Emily Corey, provides a unique and personal perspective on the man whose teaching inspired some of Hollywood's biggest names. The afterlife is not at all what Jack Duffy had expected. A failed suicide attempt launches him into a world that continually tests his ability to forgive and forget. In The Borrowed Souls, written by Paul B. Kohler, Jack Duffy will be compelled to make decision after decision about who gets to live and who will lose their soul. In war-torn Okinawa, there is the story told by a young kamikaze pilot only moments before flying his fighter plane into the side of an American battleship. I know why the waters of the sea taste of salt is written by the poetic master of modern-day horror, Steve Vernon. All three of these great audiobooks are narrated by Tom Zania. Listen to them today by visiting audible.com. And we are back. Welcome back, everyone, to the number one spoken word podcast on the internet. And that, of course, is Tom Reads Your Story. I'm Tom, by the way, for those of you who don't know me. I am an actor, a voice, a voice actor, and a podcaster now. The podcaster part has been the most fun, mostly because it's the only other thing I've been able to do. But uh, it's been a it's been a, a long road with some ups and downs. But uh, I've really enjoyed the experience, and I hope very much that you have too. So, Thanksgiving is upon us, and. I don't know. I meet a lot of people who dislike Thanksgiving, who don't celebrate it. And that's fine. Uh, You can do what you like. Um, And I meet a lot of people who love Thanksgiving. I really like Thanksgiving. And I think people like myself who are away from family 
and can't always join them for Thanksgiving, really would like to enjoy Thanksgiving with them. And uh, it's not something you have to look at as a religious holiday, as uh, a patriotic holiday. No, it's, it's a human holiday, and I really enjoy it. In the same way I enjoy Christmas, in a way. But actually, I, I probably enjoy Thanksgiving that much more because of the food. <laughs> I, I enjoy Thanksgiving that much more because of the great uh, turkey and stuffing and that cranberry sauce that retains the uh, shape of the can. I love that stuff. I really do. And, of course, the pies. So Thanksgiving, like I said, is not for everyone, but I, I think it is for everyone. And uh, I hope very much that you enjoy it. One of the persons, I think, that, uh, that gives back at Thanksgiving, uh, or thanks to Thanksgiving, is a, a guy by the name of Jose Andres. Jose Andres is a chef, an entrepreneur, a restaurateur, and mostly now a philanthropist. He goes all over the world providing his food that he as a chef uh, has designed uh, for people who are starving, who are in a predicament of some kind, maybe uh forest fires have burned up all the stores or they can't get to uh, the supermarket uh, because of some disaster like a tidal wave or or uh, tornadoes it's a big thing in america it's the tornadoes and we need guys like jose andres and um his story is a very interesting one they made a movie about him that ron howard uh, directed that I have not seen yet, but I would certainly like to eventually. Uh, it's not brand new. It's uh, several years old, but uh, it's something I'd like to see. And I think uh, you're going to enjoy learning more about Jose Andres right now. Jose Andres and Food for All by Irene Rawlings for the Saturday Evening Post. This story, like many immigrant success stories, starts with a young man arriving in New York with a set of cooking knives and $50, which he would parlay into a nationwide empire of award-winning restaurants. Not content with personal success, he then founded the World Central Kitchen, a nonprofit that, since 2010, has served more than 200 million hot meals to people affected by natural disasters and other crises around the globe. Jose Andres, 53, is a burly man with a booming Spanish-accented voice and a bullion personality and a fondness for wearing utility vests, baggy cargo pants, and baseball caps. Let's go is a favorite expression, seeming to reflect his boundless energy and drive. Yet... 
Andres is a modest man who prefers talking about anything other than himself and dislikes being called a celebrity chef. I am not a celebrity. I'm a cook, he says simply. I've been given the opportunity to feed the few, but that same know-how allows me to sometimes feed the many. Yes, he uses the simple word cook to describe himself, but he is also an internationally recognized culinary innovator, author of several cookbooks, a television personality, Iron Chef America, and the only chef in the world who has both a two-star Michelin restaurant, the reserved months in advance minibar by Jose Andres, and four bib gourmands. Chef Eric Rippert of New York's acclaimed restaurant Le Bernardin describes Andres as probably the most creative chef in the world today. The list of his awards and acknowledgments could scarcely fit into this article, but just to name a few, Andres was twice honored in Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, received the National Humanities Medal in 2015 for his disaster relief work, and was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize in 2019. And now there's a film about Andres and his World Central Kitchen, We Feed People, directed by Ron Howard. You can find it streaming on Disney Plus and Hulu. Born in Spain, Andres learned the craft of cooking from his parents, spending many Sundays helping his father make paella. At 15, he enrolled at a culinary and hospitality school, Escola de Restrancio, I Hostalaje, in Barcelona, before apprenticing in the wildly creative kitchen of chef Ferran Adria's three-Michelin-star restaurant, El Bulli. During a stint in the Spanish Navy aboard the four-masted Baron Quentine Juan Sebastian del Elcano, he sailed into New York Harbor. Smitten by the city, he vowed that one day he would return. In 1991, at the age of 21, he did, landing a job at one of Manhattan's most distinguished Spanish restaurants, El Dorado Petit. Andres moved to Washington, D.C. in 1993 to lead the kitchen of new tapas restaurant Haleo. That same year, he co-founded the restaurant collective Think Food Group, which now includes more than 30 restaurants in eight states and the Bahamas, including Washington, D.C.'s hugely popular minibar by Jose Andres, a tasting counter cum chef's table. Its multi-course tasting menu consists of a series of tiny, inventive dishes that have been raved about by food critics nationwide. We were stunned at the mastery of every bite, which each brought together creativity and deliciousness, wrote Washingtonian Magazine in 2019, when it ranked Minibar the number one restaurant in D.C. After arriving in Washington, the young entrepreneur also donated time and resources to an organization called D.C. Central Kitchen, a local charity that feeds the capital's homeless and residents in need, as well as providing hands-on culinary training. Here, he witnessed firsthand the devastating effects of food insecurity and began developing his own philosophy that food justice should be part of our national security conversation. A seminal event, 
the catastrophic earthquake that struck Haiti in 2010 would deepen his commitment to helping those in need. Andres traveled to the island directly after the event to see how he could help. There, he saw how food has the power to change the world. Everyone wants to be part of something bigger than themselves, he says. The trip to Haiti inspired Andres to create World Central Kitchen, a nonprofit with the mission of bringing food to regions facing disaster. But it was when Hurricane Maria tore through Puerto Rico in 2017 that Andres came into his own as an organizational genius. The moment he landed in Puerto Rico, astounded by the government's slow response to the crisis, he rapidly mobilized a team of chefs and recruited volunteers. Quickly, any space, restaurant, food truck, community hall, or church, with electricity and running water, became a kitchen. When people are hungry, we want to feed them, said Andres, speaking at the 10th Annual Social Goods Summit in 2019. So we make only the right decisions to make sure everybody is fed. Not a week from now, not a month from now, but right now. The ongoing challenge in Puerto Rico was to provide food and water to the rural, difficult-to-access areas. Andres and his team improvised, calling on regional chefs, local farmers, and purveyors who, together, were able to reach all of Puerto Rico's 78 municipalities. In the end, 3.7 million meals were cooked and served by more than 20,000 chefs and volunteers. We put our boots on the ground next to people in need, he says. WCK eventually opened an enormous kitchen at the Coliseo de Puerto Rico in San Juan, where volunteers prepared stews and sandwiches 60,000 each day. Puerto Rico marked a major shift for both Andres and World Central Kitchen. From a small nonprofit supporting sustainable food and clean cooking initiatives, using innovative solar-powered stoves instead of charcoal. In underdeveloped countries like Haiti, World Central Kitchen was on its way to becoming the world's leading first responder for food in the wake of natural and political disasters. In recent years, World Central Kitchen has set up field kitchens in disaster areas in the U.S. and around the world, including at the site of wildfires in California, tornadoes in Tennessee, and the devastating bushfires in Australia, to name just a few. We have a very simple mission, he says. We need to feed anyone who is hungry and bring water to anyone who is thirsty and make it happen now. The question always is how to pay for these massive feeding efforts. At first, Andres maxed out his own credit cards and applied for bank loans in his own name. He is known to say, think big, because every time we think, we deliver, and the money always shows up. And indeed, the money did show up. Corporate donors stepped in, but about two-thirds of the donations came from individuals, ranging from large gifts from philanthropists down to kids giving $10 of their lemonade stand proceeds. In just a few years, WCK grew from a small organization with total revenue of $635,000 in 2016 to one with total revenue projected to top $400 million 
in 2022, according to WCK's financial statements. Then came COVID. In spring of 2020, the world began shutting down. Restaurants closed by the thousands. According to a survey of 1,400 food outlets by the James Beard Foundation, restaurants laid off nearly 90% of their hourly workforce and 70% of their salaried employees. The report concluded that this level of job loss had not been seen since the Great Depression. Andres decided to do what he always does, feed people. One by one, he turned his own shuttered restaurants into community kitchens. People have to eat, Andres said at a news preview of the community kitchens. Not everybody is going to be able to go to the supermarket. We have areas in America that are food deserts. We have millions of Americans that, if you go to their kitchens, their kitchens are empty. Not everybody has money to fill up for a month. That's the reality. He took his community kitchen concept nationwide with a WCK-sponsored relief operation called Chefs for America. The idea was a simple one. WCK would pay the costs to prepare one million meals at more than 400 independent eateries that were devastated by the coronavirus outbreak. When Russia invaded Ukraine earlier this year, WCK set up a food distribution point on the Polish-Ukrainian border within hours. In five days, WCK had meal distribution centers at all eight border crossings. Stephen Givat, a 72-year-old volunteer from the United States, remembers the monumental scale of the operation. When I arrived, there were about 50 people working in a building of about 25,000 square feet that was a dirty warehouse just three weeks ago. In a week, World Central Kitchen painted everything from the floor up. There had been no plumbing other than a toilet. Now there is a state-of-the-art mass quantity cooking equipment. Now there is state-of-the-art mass quantity cooking equipment, stainless steel sinks, and six-foot diameter paella pans. There's a walk-in refrigeration room that is about 2,000 square feet with a garage door to enter and leave with enormous quantities of food on forklifts. Today, my little group from Ohio, Idaho, Portugal, Canada, and the UK peeled an enormous quantity of potatoes and cored sliced an ungodly amount of apples for baby food. Our kitchen fed 7,000 people in Przemysl, a city close to the border in southeastern Poland, and at the border crossing. And we prepped food to be cooked in Lviv, Ukraine, for another 30,000 people. Not a typo, 30,000. As the war continues, WCK food cargo trains and food distribution centers within Ukraine have been destroyed by Russian missiles. Several WCK staff have been injured. Still, every single day, thousands of chefs and volunteers continue to show up to provide comfort and food aid to families who have chosen to remain in Ukraine. Creating space for kids to just be kids, WCK plans to celebrate World Children's Day, November 20th, by hosting events across Ukraine. Fun things like sweet treats, music, dancing, face painting, and custom coloring books. 
Andres, who became a naturalized American citizen in 2013, is not shy about speaking his mind about immigration, climate change, and the right of every American to vote. In 2020, chefs for the polls and Andre's brainchild set up WCK-sponsored food and water stations for long lines of people waiting to vote. There were tacos in Minneapolis, barbecue in Atlanta, burritos in Los Angeles. We created chefs for the polls to make sure that every American we the people, Republicans and Democrats, people waiting online for long hours for different reasons, have the right to a plate of food and water. Andres explained to late-night television host Trevor Noah, adding that in many states, men and women, especially in poor neighborhoods, are waiting for 3, 4, 12 hours. This should not be happening in America. I'm only trying to make sure every American has the possibility to vote. And bringing food and water to them as they wait in line, we believe is the least we can do. He is passionate about the dangers of climate change and believes we all have to come together as we the people to confront the environmental crisis. We need to have politicians who are willing to work together and not against each other, he said in an interview. It is okay to have different points of view, but don't make a fight out of everything. Irene Rawlings has written for Global Traveler, Afar, O, The Oprah Magazine, and The Wall Street Journal, among other publications, and is the author of four books, including Sisters on the Fly. Definitely someone who is giving thanks by giving back. And someone we can give thanks for. Guys like him help out immeasurably in some terrible times, whatever they may be. I wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Be with your family and friends. And until next week, I got to, you know what? I got to say what I got to say. That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Tom Reads Your Story. Portions were pre recorded. Please tell your friends if you enjoyed your visit today because we're always looking for new ones. Thanks, Anchor.fm, for this opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. Take care, everyone. Bye now. This is Tom Zania. For more information on my availability for your e-learning, commercial, or audiobook project, visit my website at www.tomzvoices.weebly.com. We hope you visit us again real soon for another episode of Tom Reads Your Story.